Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi and welcome. Don't adjust your sets. No, 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 no. You did not click the wrong link. It's fine. It's fine. This is a takeover. Uh, this is the Jamaican Dads podcast takeover of Dope Black Women. I'm Garth Williams and... I'm Dennis Brooks. That's right. And we represent four Jamaican dads, the Jamaican Dads podcast. Um, our other two presenters are Marlon Campbell and Floyd Green. And they couldn't be with us at the moment. But you know what? We have to represent. We can't get them opportunity here from dope black women and not represent. So we're at 50% capacity, but we're still showing up for dope black women. Dennis, what say you? Absolutely. I mean, definitely jumped at the chance to be a part of the podcast. Um, it is a great podcast from the episodes that I've heard. Really taking on topics that are so important. I'm really big on podcasts, listen to them a lot, whether it's in the gym or on my way to work or from. Because, I mean, I love to immerse myself in other conversations, especially conversations that are trying to make us better people, make us better, whether it's parents, make us better fathers, mothers, um, you know, friends, etc. And especially I love podcasts from the black perspective. So, you know, it was just a no brainer when asked if we wanted to jump in on the Dope Black Women podcast. And I'm just definitely here for it. I'm looking to have a good time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, let me just use the opportunity to, to shout out uh, Leanne and Rashan, and they are the um, co-founders of the Dope Black Women podcast. As Dennis said, uh, I, I tune into a couple of episodes every now and then when I can, uh, and I really like the work. I like the vibe. Um, I like the, the variety of, of topics. And also know that they're doing takeovers, Dennis. I also like the variety of different people who are taking over. So this is this is good stuff. This is really good stuff. And we could not miss it uh, for the world at all. Um, of course, as, as men, as fathers, our, our podcast, Jamaican Dads Podcast, focuses on improving the state of Jamaican fatherhood and the Jamaican man, right? Um, and that comes through the dis- discussion of a wide variety of very relevant topics and sometimes taboo topics, Um to the Jamaican man or the Jamaican scenario. So this gives us an opportunity to, to really bridge a gap, so to speak. Um, and it's interesting because we'll be discussing women as allies in improving fatherhood. So let me say that again. 
women as allies in improving fatherhood. And the truth is we definitely need lots of support where that is concerned. Right, Dennis? Absolutely. And, and Garth, I mean, you know, when I heard the topic, my first impression was, okay, women as allies. But the natural question for me was, if not as allies, then as what? Because what is it that we are trying to delve into that people maybe don't realize that this conversation could really benefit? And, you know, sometimes we, we approach, and I've seen it, I've seen examples of it where parenthood is approached almost as if it is from the perspective of adversaries rather than allies. You're, you're almost combatants rather than allies. And if it is, and whether or not it's a co-parenting situation, whether or not it's a marriage, whether or not it's a uh, common law situation, whatever the situation is, divorced, separated, you name it, you must come into this from the perspective of an alliance. And if you're going to form an alliance, alliances are formed by virtue of an identification of common common situation or common uh, goal, common destination, uh, a common values, or you know some some something that binds you together. And so naturally, you would think that a common a, a child in common is going to be something that binds you together but sometimes it tears you apart but you have to also look at okay we have a shared destination we want to raise a child who is functional and um, well developed and well settled into society but also it could be that if you're married you we, you both have goals and dreams that you want to achieve as adults right. who are now shepherding a child a human being through this world that you're going to all have to work together so whatever the situation is it comes back to um the need to form alliances and if the alliances is if it's purely strategic then it's a strategic alliance but an alliance it must be nevertheless absolutely i mean you know I i'm reminded when you ask the question if not an ally then what I'm like, well, you know what? I'm raising a child, raising a family is really a mission and not a competition. You know, you pointed out that it must we must be allies rather than combatants. You know, we must realize that we've got a common goal. And that common goal is to raise a considerate, well-thinking, well-adjusted human being that can contribute positively to the development of our society and our world, you know? It almost sounds like a textbookish, but I just saw it go. That's literally what it is, you know? So it can't be, it, it cannot be a competition. It's, it's, got to, it's got to be a mission. Definitely. You know, you, you, you mentioned a couple of good points. And what I would say is that, again, it comes back to partnership. I've heard you say it so many times. I've said it so many times. I, I'd like to think that I'm a good father. I try my best to be a good father. But the good father that I am is a direct relationship with the amazing mother that Susan is. So I, I am because she is. 
and I am because she has been. And I think to myself, I still think that I would be a good father if, even if she wasn't exactly the way she is. But I am really appreciative of the father that I've allowed, been allowed to be because of the way she is. So ultimately, and, and it goes, also goes back to something that Floyd always says, you have to choose wisely. You mm -hmm. absolutely have to choose wisely. And we have to think from, it starts from planning, planning your family, planning, yes. trying to identify the type of person that you want to build a family with. And not just the type, but maybe actually identify the person or, you know, because you're you're seeking to build something with that person. And, you know, Garth, I've, I've heard, you know, when you reason amongst bridging, and I mean, we, we talk, right. we talk to other people, men often say that they, that if they were doing what they do to feel appreciated, they never would do it because... The, the things that you do and the lengths to which you go for your family, it's, it, it, you're, it's never appreciated. Or maybe it's appreciated on, on Father's Day or it's, or, or it's bigged up on Father's Day if you're lucky amidst all of the noise of, about bad fathers. And then it's forgotten. When you recognize as a father, you have to be really good. Yeah. You understand? to stand out and be and, and for somebody to say, all right, yeah, you're a good father. Why? Because the appreciation of fatherhood and paternity in society is so reluctant, especially in the black community, not just here in Jamaica, but also in the black community in the United States. Like you hear people talk about fathers like they're expected to be trash. Right. You know, I, I don't know if you see it that way. No, I do. I, I'm right there with you, you know. And, you know, the flip side of, of, of that is sometimes I, I have a friend who had a particular take. Um, but he was saying, hey, listen, why should, why should we have to big up and identify and celebrate every father we see who walks with his child to school or who spends time with his child who is playing football with his child or whatever type of sport or is out with his child at the beach or his children for that matter right like oh my goodness yay and you get all of this applause when really and truly what he is doing what those fathers are doing should be par for the course so he's saying yo we have a far way to go we've got a really really far way to go if at the moment these small things are small. I put that in quotes. These small things are celebrated. You know, I recall, for example, when my kids were in kindergarten and I, I am the school dad. I'm the school parent. That's me. Right. I, I manage these things. I manage relationships with the, with the parents, with other parents, with principal, with the teacher. That's that's me. I, I took that on. Right. My wife is involved, too, but I, I'm really more out with that and i recall at one point for a couple of years i was the president of the pta right at kindergarten well you'd know that dennis because <laughs> you were always at our events right but 
it was it was almost amazing. Like a lot of the women, by, by the way, most of the PTA membership was women, was moms. Absolutely. Right? Always, as a right? teacher, I, I, I said. Right. So they were mainly moms and they were like, oh, it's such a relief to see that a man is the president of the PTA and a father is so involved like yourself. And there were a couple other dads, to be honest. So at the school, there were probably about mm, 35 children in total, right? And in terms of involved dads, it was less than 10 of us, you know? So you're talking about, what, a third, less than a third of the parental population um, being present and active like that as, as men, you know, as dads. So it, it was highly celebrated. It was such a big thing. And I mean, to this very day, as I'm still um, close to a lot of those parents. We still keep in touch and so on. But I, I recall and I was like, I thought about it. I was like, why aren't there more men? Why is it that me love my youth them so much that Medea all the while? But the truth is, it's not an indictment on some of those dads. I mean, yeah, on some of them it is because them could have reached, you know, we see them for graduation, and I'm like, yo, nice that you're here. Um, but we never normally see a PTA. How come you're, you're missing from PTA, you know? And all sorts of lame, lame mm -hmm. excuses. I don't want to berate them on this on this podcast, right? But the point I'm making is that some of these things that we do that get celebrated, I'm with my friend. We should be in a better place where we don't have to be celebrating these things. These things are par for the course mm. I, I i agree but my point of departure with that is concerned is where we're coming from and so we and we don't need to go into the sociology of the family where the black family in the united states w.e dubois has done a lot of work on it um, but also here in the caribbean there's a great deal of work that has been done looking at the caribbean family um, you know, the reason for matrifocality and all of that. We don't need to go into that, but we are also trying to shape the society that we want. And we're moving from a part of where we didn't have that. So we're now trying to, to shape and encourage desired behavior and discourage undesired behavior. Now, when I go to school with my son, I drop him off at school or I pick him up from school, I see many dads there, right? And we give the nod, you know? Right, you know? Right. I, I never forget, I never forget this, um, the first time I took Jackson to the supermarket, Susan asked me to, uh, to go to the supermarket. And I think she wanted a break at the time. Jackson was fairly young and I strapped him up on me and I, you know, had him, and I went to the supermarket, and like, I felt like <laughs> I, I don't want to, I don't want to compare it because I don't have any experience. But like, I feel like I entered a fraternity, you know, a secret fraternity, and all of a sudden, you know, these older men were in the supermarket, and they they gave me a nod. Yeah. Well you done, young Padawan. Proud, like this is my first time, you know. This is me and the kid at the supermarket, and I'm like, yes, yes, like they're saying, welcome, <laughs> welcome. And I, I felt empowered. I felt recognized, and it came from a lot of the men. 
especially elder men, but it also came from other women. Women saying, nice job, daddy. Okay, yes. daddy. All right, daddy, you're going on fine. Is it your first? Yes, it's my first. Okay, <laughs> take care of him. Take care of him. I will, you know, and I, I'm on the road sometimes with Jackson now, and I get, take care of him, and I'm like, absolutely, thank you. But, but that kind of encouragement, if you were to ever have a bad day, and you are wondering if you're doing a good job, or you're wondering because you need that kind of assurance, the community of women, the community of black women, whether it's in the United States or here in Jamaica, the, the, the wider community, because I believe in the power of community, communal relationships, strengthening us. So when we are saying women as, as, as um, allies, allies, not just your woman, not just my woman, but the women of the community, right empowering us if i felt unsure about myself in those early months of parenthood a lot of reassurance that i got and strengthening and bearing me up and saying you go dad came from people i did not know and i would never see again you understand right. people who know me from radio and them see me and them say is that Jackson? So like, I even know if I wanted to slack off, I couldn't because yeah. now I recognized father. And yeah. I think that's important in making me a better father. Okay. I, I see you and I feel your point uh, because in encouraging a father, as you're pointing out now, Dennis, it really does give you that impetus to continue. Not that without their encouragement, you would have given up, but exactly. with that encouragement, it really does urge you on um some more so that's that's a really really good point dennis uh thank you so much uh for raising that right now <laughs> it's the jamaican dads podcast takeover of the dope black women podcast garth williams dennis brooks representing for the jamaican dads podcast absent are marlon campbell and uh, floyd green who are a big part, a massive part um, of, of what we do with our podcast. All right. So for me, I, I see, remember, all relationships to me exist in concentric zones. So you have, you know, and so for me, your inner circle, is, you know, your family, your the, the people who mean the most to you, whose feedback will have the greatest impact on your your personhood but then a little bit further out and a little bit further out you have your um your co-workers and they do have an impact on you and 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 in my opinion i think that that also is important the women who i work with at my office i mean my son was with me at my office today and yesterday and the rapport that they help to create and the way they encourage you and they say yo you know say i'm good father and i you know I, I i appreciate that also i remember i never forget never forget i i, um, I hope we can share this joke on on on, on the podcast uh, um at a previous place that i work um a co-worker of mine a single mom 
um, came to me and she, she at the time her, her son was in first form and she said um, she said Dennis you're not a dad but you're you're a man and I need help because um, I think that you you could help me in this I'm like what is it what happened and like she said um, my son he came to me he asked me a question and I don't know I just don't know what to say so she said to me her son asked her mommy did daddy have a big penis <laughs> <laughs> and she said what was he doing because she caught it you know you caught off guard worse you're no man in a nothing anymore and, the, and your son asked him, did daddy have a big penis and then she said like do you know if, if the men on your side of the family have big penises, mommy? <laughs> <laughs> and so she said, like she said, like she would say, Johnny, of course the name not Johnny, she said, Johnny, why are you asking me this? And she said, mommy, at lunchtime, and this is an all boys school, at lunchtime, all the boys were bragging. And they were saying they have eight inch penises and mine is nowhere near eight inches. Oh no. Because <laughs> he's trying to estimate if he's cursed for life with a right. small yeah, If it's genetic what he was genuinely traumatized, it's first form and he had no father. But yeah. Just the way she invited me into that parental experience. One it, it kinda primes me for parenthood. But it all, and, 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 you know, invites me to have a perspective, which I really appreciated. And to this day, I thank her for it because it kind of opened my eyes to the importance of, you know, being there. I never want Jackson to not have me there to ask that question. Right. And in that, and in, in inviting me to answer that question, to help her, I think in some way she motivated me to be a better person and ultimately a better father because I want to be there to answer the tough questions that he has, at, whether it's at puberty before or after. Absolutely. Now, it, it, it's important that she actually asked you that question, even though you weren't yet a dad. Um, a part of it is she probably saw it in you, you know. There's a certain thing about your demeanor um, which would dictate that or suggest, I should say, that you would be a good father because of how responsible you are, because of how careful and measured you are, um, because of how well thought and also well read you are. Um, and, and you use that when responding to people and to drive conversations, you know. Um, and it's it's good that she reached out to you too because here what happened? I'm pretty sure, I don't know, I'm just guessing here, she may have reached out to another father on staff. Even if, I mean, obviously as a father, you're supposed to do certain things. You're supposed to know what go on there with them life. You're supposed to know those things, right? But it always goes a step further. You always stay on your A-game. You don't get complacent when you know that there are others, <clears throat> excuse me, looking on. They always say, what? What gets measured gets done, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and You know, what I always say in, re in relation to that specific point, Garth, is 
you know, something I learned a long, long time ago in, in sixth form that it, it, somebody said to me, we have to listen to you young people because in listening to young people, you teach them to value their voice. You teach them to appreciate the fact that their words matter. And I always say, if, if people know that you're paying attention to them, they begin to behave differently. And in the same way, if as a father, you know that people are paying attention to you, you behave differently. You begin to think about your actions because you know that your actions are being held to an account. And so if we pay attention and give feedback and give reinforcement, it suddenly forces us to rethink what it is that we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, to your children and listening to young people and, and so on, it's it's one of those things um, that comes back to mind uh, on that matter of fatherhood, you know, because I wanted for us to also kind of go down the path of sharing some tips um, on how to become a better father. Um, but I just wanted to I just wanted to kind of follow up, though, uh, on that bit about listening first and talking second, you know, because it really is important for our kids to know that their voices are valid, that their opinions and their feelings and their questions are valid, their views are valid. Um, and when providing feedback, it's really good for you to get the full picture from them and ask questions too of them so they can really spill the beans, you know, and then you can go, okay, here's my take. I agree with you or I agree with you in part or I disagree with particular parts of what you've said, but I can appreciate, um, I can appreciate what you've uh, lost the light there. <laughs> I can appreciate your 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 opinion, you know, and 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 that's 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 really really crucial. Um, but let's continue though, Dennis, um, because we were just taking a look at women and the importance of women encouraging and supporting friends or family uh, who are fathers. Yes, and when I say that, I mean like my mom, hey, my, we'd have to, it was church my father was, was killed when i was 13. Uh, the men that i looked up to were men at church and men at uh, in in school teachers yeah right that's who i look up to and people on tv um michael manley edwards yaga uh but you know charismatic people uh, you know those are people you looked up to yeah, people you know, i didn't look up to no dan but some right looking up to Dan I'm gone man I'm telling you it's a fact no that's true it's a very it's a big point that you made there when you talk about um the exposure um and how the exposure to different types of characters coupled with the stories that are shared sometimes even reinforced in the music that that they are exposed to some of the music to which they're exposed, I must be honest. Um, because I always say, when I was growing up, I listened to a wide variety of music um, outside of what was played in my house. I was exposed to a lot of murder music, 
local murder music and international murder music has also exposed to a lot of just good party music, just, you know, good fun stuff. Uh, but it was because of the strength of my mom as a parent and my father as a parent, which determined that th the path I took. So I was like, okay, I hear, I hear you murder music. I hear your Biggie Smalls. I hear your Tupac. I hear you Easy E. I, you know, <laughs> I hear yeah. you. I hear all of you. I hear your Ninja Man, Super Cat. Me hear no. Me hear the whole no. But I'm not going to follow that particular path. No, I, I appreciate the music for what it is, entertainment. But it is the sound grounding that I got from my parents, and again the exposure too, because. The men I was exposed to as a result of my mom and my dad were well-thinking, responsible, considerate. I'm pretty sure they had some um, unsavory characteristics too. I don't know. Um, I guess they must have been. They had flaws. But by and large, they were good examples for any young man to, 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 to follow and to pattern. You know? Um, and that is one of those things that we're talking about. Remember, you know... I mean, in my line of work, I see it a lot. You know, the, the children who are, the boys who are more likely to become gang members are boys who are looking for some ma masculine um, role model. And too often, you have situations where they, they, they have, they live with them sister and them auntie and them mother and them grandmother. And so they are often acting out because they are looking for a male model. And they look into the community and they look at the guy who him have care, him have, you know, girl, him have nice clothes. And that's what you want because that's what society tells you that you should want. And again, you begin to model that behavior which is why, like, I always say to my friends, especially my friends who have a nice care, and I'm like, yo, make we go down at our alma mater, pass through, park up, I'm going to sit down with the youth, them and reason with the youth, them and thing like that, because they need to see, what, we can do the book way, and end up driving what? Yeah, you don't have to chop, forget it. You don't have to chop, forget it. You understand? Yes. You can do other things, too. We can do the book way. I end up with a nice fat Subaru legacy. Yo, you understand? That kind of a thing that people need to see that you can stay on the straight and narrow and achieve what you want. You know? Yo, I remember there was a there was a um a, a, a somebody from from UA who came and delivered a guest lecture um preparing us for um admission to UA. And he came and he was very neatly dressed. And like, I never forget it because at that time the Tommy Hilfiger was the brand. And like, he had a, 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 a regular Oxford shirt and it was a Tommy shirt. And I said, yo, you listen to my shirt, Tommy shirt. And then like, when him sit down and him, him, him put, put up him foot by the knee, him have on a Tommy socks. I'm like, yo, and I said, yo, I didn't want to beat up when I got work and you know? I mean, I like, I, I did. <laughs> modeling of behavior, modeling of like, yeah, a lot of my early clothes that I just started, I just finished university. A lot of them were little, the neat little Tommy shirt, you know? Right. But 
the point I'm making is people can model behavior without realizing that they're modeling behavior. Right. And so we True. need to have more of this. It goes back to part of what I said earlier that parenting is a mission and not a competition, you know, because the end game is not about for the parents to win. The end game is really for the child to win. You as a parent yeah. or as parents, your function yeah. is to ensure that at the end of the day, right, you have not only raised a well-thinking, well-adjusted, considerate human being who can make good, solid decisions based on logic, right, but also a child who is compassionate, a child who understands what it means to be in a loving, caring, nurturing family, even if it's not in the home environment all the while, but don't do that to the child. I'm with you 100%, Dennis. It's really something that we've got to, to break out in our, in our own podcast. But definitely, I'm, I'm with you on that because it's a situation that we see too often. It's a situation that we see way too often. And once is more than enough. And we're getting down to that time when we, we, we got to bid the Dope Black Women uh, podcast uh, adieu. Uh, but uh, yeah, we're almost there, Dennis. If I really, good fathers don't just come up. They've got to be raised. The fact that you're a good dad and I'm a good dad and so many of our friends and other people that we don't know are good dads is not by coincidence. This is not just some random act of the universe. It is because we had parents and other persons who had authority over us and influence in our lives poured into us and helped us to recognize, oh, all right, this is what it means to be a good dad um, at the time. I mean, in the moment when it was happening, we, didn't, we never realized. I never know, you know. No. It's just now, I look back on Deacon, I may say, oh, easy no pops, me get no. I looking back, I may say, oh, Miss Enid, no, me understand. You know, when them always say time is the greatest teacher, you know, you can you can acquire a lot of knowledge in a short time, but wisdom, wisdom just you just have to live life. Yes, <laughs> you, you just have to live life. You know. Yeah. So, so I want to touch on women co-parenting. Um, whether in the home directly uh, or or physically distant, um, and just kind of tie that into a couple a couple tips um, that we'd want to share um, with you. Um, so first, gentlemen, respect your children's mother. You've got to do that. One of the best things you can do as a dad Absolutely. is to respect Absolutely. the mother of your children or the mothers of your children, because some father um, have m multiple mothers for their children. Right, but you have to respect them, don't it, Dennis? Because that's the best thing, one of the best things you can do for your child. Make them see, make the son see how woman supposed to get treated. Make the son see, say, mommy forget respect, respect due to mommy every time. And, and definitely, and, and, you, you it will be, and also you let your daughter I... know how a man must talk to her straight <laughs> yo I, I mean i don't have a, i don't have a daughter but i can imagine that if you have a daughter it is so important because more important than what you tell her don't make no hand of this don't make no hand of that da, 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 da. or make sure you this or make sure you that more important than that 
is what you don't say to her, but what you say to her mom, or how you treat her mom, because she's going to, she's going to live that experience. Garth, I, 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 I tell you, you know, we, we always say, you know, whether whether or not you're a good dad or a bad dad, you're going to have an impact on your on, on your children. Yes. Now imagine you you don't show your wife or your baby mother or whoever respect. You are literally shaping the next generation's perception of what respect ought to be. And Absolutely. that is another way that we're t- talking about us going into this thing as combatants rather than allies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Um, spending time with your children. And let me tell you, mm-hmm. it's easier you waste money or better you waste money than waste time. You can make back the money. You can't make back the time. There's no way to recoup all that time. All this time that you've spent listening to the Dope Black Women podcast uh, being taken over by us Jamaican dads. You'll never get that time back. Thankfully, we filled it with value for you. But, <laughs> but I'm ve- I'm always very wary of undermining the authority of my wife. If if she says Jackson, sit down, or Jackson, no more tablet. I'm not gonna give him five more minutes. Your mother said, your mother said, so don't come to me and think that I'm going to undercut her. I, like you come to me, but don't I like don't even look at me. You heard what your mother said. A teamwork. I hit met the dream work, bro. You have to you, you have to our kids realize that mommy and daddy are essentially the same thing when it comes to decisions. I mean, there there are nuanced differences between me and Danet. You know this. Everybody knows this, right? But guess what? When it comes to decisions and matters of authority and respect in the house. The two are one singular focus. Singular focus. Mm. We are we are united in our vision. We are united in our decisions. Right. Um, wanna drop a couple more. Um, be a role model, be a teacher, and eat together as a family. Um, those three are huge. Um, it's difficult to eat as a family if you don't all live together under the same roof, but it's a part of the spending time too. If you can help your child from zero to 60 to learn something, they will always remember that. I'll never forget the fact that my dad was the one who taught me chess and drafts and backgammon Mm -hmm. and a number of card games and the piano and so on and so forth. You know, those are bonding moments, right? He also taught me how to beat a breathalyzer, but that's for a different different matter. Definitely. Yeah, yeah lots of lessons learned. Lots of lessons learned from the from the old gray man. Um, but you know what, Dennis? I think we've we've really gotten into a pretty good discussion, something that we've talked about a lot of times informally, but it's it's good to kind of bring it together in this in this fashion for the Dope Black Women podcast. Um, so thanks again to Leanne and Roshan uh, for really giving us this opportunity. Platform, um, with us. Thank you. Yeah, 100%. Um, and you can check out the Jamaican Dads podcast. Um, just search the hashtag Jamaican Dads with a Z um, and it'll pop up somewhere. So thank you so much. Um, 
keep being dope black women um and we'll keep on being jamaican dads peace take care and stay safe folks <laughs>